0: BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here, we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey, everybody out there in BeastNet land, Hammer here, and on this episode of BeastNet, we're continuing our foray into the partnerships involved in the Sagita Series. Today, I'm talking with Casey Bateman of Epic Series OCR. Casey, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I am fantastic. So, first things first, who is Casey Bateman and what got you into OCR?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'm a former professional triathlete and after retiring uh, from triathlon after the Pan American Championships in 2018, uh, I was starting to find a way back into sports in any capacity and uh, fell into the OCR community.
0: Cool. What are some of your uh, favorite moments from your time in OCR? Uh, It's
1: been really unique. It's been great for me to see kind of where OCR stands in terms of trying to become uh, a full-fledged professional sport uh, into a capacity that could potentially be in Olympic Games in the near future. Um, And really seeing it compare towards, like, triathlon, we have the same issues with, uh, like, Iron Man's not really spectator-friendly, and it's too long of a day for the Olympic Games, and watching that transform and create this ITU uh, draft legal style, which is more spectator friendly, um, yeah. and we're starting to see that come along now in uh, the OCR community. And so, I've been really excited to watch that, and it's been fun to be a part of as well as just the the community. They come; everyone just comes together and supports one another. I've. Really like the challenges that have come along with it, and uh, yeah, it's just been kind of a whirlwind so far.
0: (laughs) It sounds like it.
1: Epic Series has been around since 2015. I'm actually just moved into the CEO position uh, this past September. I was the chief operating officer previously, and then uh, we had some opportunity uh, to move, or I had some opportunity to move upward, and. Uh, jumped on the opportunity to help grow the company.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, That's a pretty big step. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, It definitely has some challenges, but it's been very rewarding, uh, both in personal development and growth, as well as uh, the
0: company's growth and development. Cool. So speaking of Epic Series, um, what is Epic Series, and what can its participants expect from it?
1: Yeah, so Epic Series is a little bit unique, um, or a little more unique than some of the other races that are out there right now. We're still kind of a niche uh, race. We're focused mostly on the western region of the United States, but we are slowly uh, expanding eastward, and we should see a bit of growth here in 2021. Um, But with that Epic Series, uh, we're really focused on obstacles instead of the running. So. Most of our races are less than three miles long, and we have anywhere between 35 and 50 obstacles in that time in that um, course, uh, our course of play, if you want to call it that is about 50 to 75,000 square feet, uh, which makes it extremely spectator friendly, um, a really good atmosphere um, It's easily recordable for television purposes um and uh yeah each um if we want to break down the race um we have uh three different categories we have our elite race we have our age group race and we have our open race so the elite race is what i think sets us apart more than any of the other ocrs because our elites actually have to go through two separate courses um they first start out on our epic course which is that three mile course with the 50 obstacles uh, men will have to complete our most difficult weights and, um, our, oh, sorry, our heaviest weights. Um, women then will compete in their uh, heaviest weights. Uh, so men will do advanced, women will do intermediate. Um, after they get through that course, which for our top elites takes about 18 to 35 minutes, depending on how we structure the course for that particular weekend, um, they then move on to our elite course. Um, And our elite course is about 150 meters long. Um, There's 10 to 13 obstacles, and it's a little bit more focused on strength, uh, endurance, and function when it comes to gym. So think CrossFit-type movements, strongman-type movements. Uh, There's normally a truck pole involved in that as well. Um, So it not only tests, you know, the best OCR athlete, but you really do have to be an all round athlete. with being able to also succeed on the elite course. Uh, When we move into our age group competition, um, the age group race, what happens is they focus just on the Epic course. Uh, Men, again, will go through our advanced or black obstacles. Women will go through our intermediate or blue obstacles. And it's fast as time wins. Uh, We do age groups in five-year brackets. um, And then we do have a master's uh, and overall champion on the Epic course. Um, And then uh, you're unable to complete an obstacle. You're still able to complete the race, but uh, you won't be able to compete for uh, podium positions. And then lastly, our open race is going to be uh, our full epic course. And it's still timed. And uh, it's kind of like what I like to call choose-your-own-adventure. At each of our obstacles, we actually have three different difficulties. So you can pick and choose. If you're really good at walls, you can jump over highest wall, but let's say you don't want to carry a 90-pound keg, um, 400 meters, then you can step down to our 65 or 30. So um, I really like it because it's really welcoming to the OCR community for those athletes who are beginners um, at a price point that's friendly and not too intimidating. Uh, We don't have mud on our courses. We don't do the electrocution, um, that type of stuff. We... um, (laughs) Try to try to make it very inclusive, and you can still get in your car at the end of the day and not have to worry about showering.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I did notice that there was no mud, which is actually nice. Yep. Sometimes it's like a a nice big breath of cleaner air. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean the mud the mud's great for a lot of
1: races, and um, we've seen it obviously in so many events, um, and it's been extremely successful. Um, but we really wanted to try and focus on, I guess, the obstacle slash functional fitness um, aspect of the of the sport rather than always getting down and dirty.
0: Yeah, and I really, I really like how inclusive it is um, for, you know, like you said, all types of um, athletes, beginner, intermediate, advanced, um, elite, and all that. That to me actually makes it more, I think, enticing to participate in an elite event than. Some of these other events that are out there, just because you know, like you said, you might be good at a wall, but you don't want to carry a 90 pound keg. So it's it's kind of nice because, like for me, I'm really not that great at walls, but you know, I'll do my best to get over it. And with some of the uh, like the lower back issues I've had within the past you know couple of years, I don't think a 90 pound keg is something that I personally would want to carry 400 meters. <laughs> right, and just you know just because it's it's that strenuous on my back. So I like how it, you know, it makes the participant a part of it and gives them options. And, you know, you're not just faced with the same exact thing that, you know, the elites have to use or or anybody else has to use. You have choices, you know, and it's it's not about being the strongest. It's not about, you know, being the best for some people. It's just participating in the event and challenging themselves. And I think that, you know, that inclusivity of it really makes it appealing to anybody that's thinking about getting into an OCR event and maybe doesn't want to get dirty in, in the mud. It's, a, it's actually really nice. Like I said, it's like a, a big breath of cleaner air.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and we've always been um, happy or we've always had a lot of success, I guess we should say, with that type of athlete. It's great when we go into some of these OCR gyms or some of these boot camp style gyms where, you know, the trainer, everyone wants to go watch a trainer compete because, you know, that's their coach. They want to see how good they are against the other coaches and whatnot. But at the same time, they might not be at that level of fitness or uh, capability yet, and they still want to do the race with their coach. And they may be able to keep up, you know, speed-wise, running-wise, but they're just not able to get over the tall walls. They can still um, try and compete or have a good time with their coach and feel like they're being challenged just as hard as their coaches.
0: Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNet Um And another thing I, I, I haven't seen in OCR events before that you guys have um, is archery and lumberjack. I think that's that's actually a pretty fantastic idea.
1: Yeah, so the archery kind of is I guess what we'll call like our, you know, one of our signature events. Um, You see lots of axe throwing now. Um, We've actually done axe throwing at a couple of our Barnaby events, but then you have the spear throwing and Spartan and a couple of those. So we really wanted to try and separate ourselves. And um, there aren't really many people out there who have ever shot a bow and arrow. So it's a great challenge. Um, And it's not something that's easily trainable. Um, So it kind of levels that playing field. And then the Lumberjacks, we actually got that inspiration from strongman competitions. Um, And we did take it off the course this past season, but we are looking at uh, bringing it back in a couple of weeks with our first race in Fresno. Um, So uh, we are excited about that. I think it's a fun, uh, challenging obstacle, and uh, a lot of uh, strongman guys would actually come to our OCRs because they could dominate the elite course, and then there were a few of the obstacles that they really could succeed on on our Epic course and still uh, be in contention to win uh, on the day.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's really yeah. awesome. So I noticed in there that you that you said um, your Barnaby Challenge, and I, I was going to ask you about that. Oddly enough, that was my next question. Um, so oh, yeah. what what is your Barnaby Challenge? So the Barnaby Challenge is a great way for
1: our athletes To uh, who are inspired or aspiring to get into our elite race or are prepping and want to just do kind of a checkup on on where they stand in our elite category. Um, The Barnaby is usually done at gyms uh, throughout the region um, and it's just the standalone elite course. So it's again, 10 to 13 obstacles. We do drop the weights down a little bit, so you're not gonna compete the the strength uh, weights or the endurance weights, it's just a little bit lower because we wanna use as a a way for you to start practicing to get into that elite race in the future or just to check up before. Um, We are about to announce our Barnaby structure for 2020 because we do have uh, a Barnaby season in the midst right now and uh, we've got about three months left until the end of that season and we uh, do a point system and cash prizes at the end of the season
0: with that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so you have seven events spread out through the course of the year, five in California. And one we actually and one. just announced three this week. Uh, so we're up to 10 now. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. Yeah, I, I hadn't made um, a... Yeah, uh, no, announced yesterday fine. afternoon. Awesome. Um, so what ultimately do you want your participants to take away from an Epic Series event?
1: Yeah, so uh, with our... Uh, where the company is going in 2020 and 2021, uh, we're really looking to try and create not just a singular event, but having multiple events within the day. Um, We really want it to be kind of a a lifestyle festival, uh, really focused in celebrating fitness. So uh, we want people to come away from the race feeling like they had an amazing workout or an amazing race or They feel like they've accomplished something. A lot of these um, other OCRs right now, um, we're starting to see that timing is going away in um, a lot of the fields, unless you're racing in the elite field. And we really feel strongly that our open athletes should be able to get timed because it's an opportunity for them to come back either in future races during the season or the following year and test themselves to see what improvements they've come across um, and where they can still continue to improve.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. So, <clears throat> on a personal note, kind of a personal question: um, When you first set foot out on your OCR adventure, did you ever dream that it would be this far, like get this far and be as big as it is now for you?
1: Uh, I'm going on second year now. Um, the company that I'm with has grown tremendously. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, we've seen some ups and downs with staff turnover turnover and some events, um, but Yeah, I didn't expect it to get this big, Um, and we're just, we're very excited for what the next two or three years um, is looking like for the company, and yeah, I just pictured working for this company that, you know, we were going to host two or three events a year, and they were probably going to be mostly um, Los Angeles down to San Diego, uh, and maybe a little bit inland, but to really see that, you know, we're moving out of state and we're trying to grow regionally has been uh, incredible, we get to host our first two championships uh, in this season. So um, it's really starting to come together and uh, we can start to establish ourselves as one of the larger national brands.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, it's, it's super cool because like you said, you know, you anticipated maybe doing two or three events throughout the year. And then, you know, like you said earlier, now you've got 10, and you're branching out from California, going into other states. You know, you're up north to Oregon, and, um, out of east over to Las Vegas. And um, <clears throat> I think the cool part about all of it is is that you guys you've you've kind of picked up early on that um, I, I guess you could just call it foresight, I guess, but you picked up that people were kind of looking for different ways to challenge themselves within the OCR community. Because a lot of these, um, you know, mainstream events, like your, your Spartans, your Tough Mudders and stuff like that, they, they have a specific brand that they deliver. And, you know, there's a lot of people that attend those events, you know, myself being one, um, you know, as much as I like going to a lot of those events, um, I still leave, most of the time thinking, okay, what can I do next to challenge myself? And, you know, is it is it going to be a further distance? Is it going to be a different type of event? And I think with me, like I said, I think that makes it more appealing to the OCR community to have an event that is, you know, I guess it has such a, a diverse, you know, I, I don't know, I guess, it has such a, like, a, a diverse um not really like a timeline, but a layout, I guess. Um, you know, you have all these different events um, that not only challenge you physically, um, strength wise, fitness wise, but mentally as well. And, but I think it's, it's appealing to me in the sense that you're offering not only elite athletes, but the general public, um, you know, an event that they can come to that they don't have to, you know, they don't have to worry about getting dirty, but they're going to challenge themselves and they're going to put themselves to the test, you know, physically, you know, they're going to test their mind. And it's really cool to me that it's so like jam-packed and like you said, like kind of like a, a small enough area to where it's easily televised. It's it's a spectator sport. And and I I like how you guys have kind of, I don't know, I guess you've seen that people want to be challenged in different ways. You've taken those different ways, and you've applied them to your events. And at the same time, you've applied it in such a way that it could be the future, the televised future. And, you know, it could be a big major spectator sport here in the US. And I I, I just I'm blown away. I think that's like super cool. And I feel like, you know, I feel like that would be I'm, I'm sitting here talking about it. And I'm feeling like, man, this is This sounds like something I would be way more interested in than going and running through mud for 10 plus miles. Like, I could do this. I wouldn't have to get dirty, which I don't mind, but it's nice to just not get dirty every once in a while. And I could challenge myself. And not only can I challenge myself, but once I'm done, I can actually sit back and watch all of the obstacles and all of the people that are competing in it all at the same time. It's just, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's great. And I have so much respect for, uh, Tough Mudder and, uh, Spartan and some of those guys, Warrior Dash. I mean, um, they definitely have their place and, uh, we, we love working with them. Um, I've had the opportunity to do, uh, some communicating with some of the other, uh, OCR um, executives in the industry and kind of just feel out where we all think the industry is going. Um, and it's great. I mean, I hate to keep going back to triathlon, but that's where I come from, and that's what I really know. Oh, um, and uh, Spartan has really kind of developed in a system that reminds me of uh, Ironman and what happened with them. Um, we saw all these smaller companies start to go under... Um, And Ironman really stepped up to try and help keep those guys around um, just because they saw the benefit in it, too. And we kind of see that as well. I know Spartan can be extremely intimidating. And I was actually just at um, a uh, a forum the other night for endurance uh, sports within uh, the Central Valley in California. And um, a couple of them were just talking about, you know, they love the idea of Spartan, but it can be so intimidating where – Um, we're kind of that gateway into the sport for them. And it's a way for them to aspire to move up into um, some of those longer distance races. I mean, World's Toughest Mudder, um, any distance beyond 10K with Spark. And um, it's just, it's great for them. And uh, yeah, I do think that if we want the sport to grow and be mainstream, we need to figure out a way for it to become spectator friendly um, because it's Endurance sports in the United States is already a very difficult thing to attract um, viewers for. If we were in Europe, it wouldn't be anywhere near as difficult. They're the endurance capital of the world, and you'll find so many people who are, you know, are willing to watch a marathon on TV, are willing to watch, you know, the Tour de France and stuff like that. Um, whereas in the U.S., it kind of falls off a little bit, and it's very niche. So um, the one thing that is working for us that kind of crosses into those CrossFit games in the open. And um, we are starting to see a lot of people who want to watch that and are willing, you know, to pay and go be there. Um, And so, you know, we try and take a little bit of what CrossFit's done to be successful and keep that square footage and build those stories around the elite athletes. And I mean, when I was an amateur athlete, my favorite thing was watching uh, or being on the same start line as the professional athletes before, Uh, They would race right before us, and they were on the course at the same time as us, and, you know, I can't go to Dodger Stadium and go play baseball while the Dodgers are playing. It's never going to happen. I can't go, you know, play at the Staples Center. Um, They're going to kick me out. So um, to be able to be on the same course um, around the same time or at the same time as the elite athletes is a great way for people to, whether you want to be a weekend warrior, whether you're doing your first event, whether you're aspiring to be an elite athlete, you have those opportunities to really um, motivate yourself or be motivated by those elites. And I think that's one thing that we want to try and grow in our community is having more connection between our amateur athletes and elite athletes to help motivate them a little bit more because they do provide a tremendous amount of value to, to the industry. And with this format of racing, I think it's more accessible for everyone.
0: Definitely. And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to beastchallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beasts 5K Plus, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beasts OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to beastchallenge.com and the Beasts OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did.
0: And we're back. Yeah, and and like you mentioned, you know, you, you don't get the same, I guess, treatment in any other sports than you would in the OCR community. You know, you can go out there and you can be on the track or on the course um, at the same time as, you know, the elite racers, and and it's not not even just that. Like after a race, or even if the elite racers finish before your wave, you know there's there's always the chance that you're going to get to see, and even actually possibly have conversation with a lot of these elite athletes or um, anybody else on the course. And it's it's actually kind of empowering, just in the sense that you know you could be at a race, you're just kind of you know, milling about prior to your wave. And then you look over and, you know, there's an elite athlete that, you know, normally, like you said, you couldn't just, you know, you couldn't just go out there and play a game at the same time, you know, as you know, your favorite team or whatever, but there's say your favorite athlete and you could just walk over and have a complete down to earth conversation for five to 10 minutes. And then boom, you know, it's, it's crazy. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about um, this community. I, I get to reach out and, um, and talk to a lot of, you know, the athletes in this community. Um, I've talked to, you know, quite a few race directors, and I've talked to quite a few of um, our elite racers um, for uh, Beast OCR. And it's, it's always fun to me that I get to, because I, I could basically consider myself still an amateur racer because I've gotten out and I've done races and stuff before, but, um, I'm not what you would consider like a, you know, um, I guess a regular athlete. Um, because I, I just, I have no excuses. I just, my work schedule eats up a lot of my time. And, you know, now that I've got kids and, um, well, I've got a daughter and I've got another kid on the way. It's like, I have to really make, I have to struggle to make time to, to actually work out and exercise. And usually within a couple of months, races are pretty much my only <laughs> my only exercise other than like walking around work. And my work schedule has really just killed my fitness level, um, which I'm hoping to change that here soon because I recently just changed my schedule again. And um, it's actually working out better to where I have more time with my family, which means I'll be able to free up more time um for athletic activities <clears throat> but having this this platform that i get to speak to race directors and athletes and stuff like that it's actually really empowering and i for just your average racer being out on the course you know seeing you know one of your favorite athletes and actually you know just interacting with them in general is kind of really cool because you don't get that in many other things at all especially professional oh, yeah, sports definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's unheard of in professional sports. Everything is, um, I mean, it's a production, so it needs to be exactly. clean and polished at that level, and um, OCR is still getting to that point, so it still feels like, you know, we're all just going through this together, trying to figure out what works best, and, um, yeah, even though I, I still think as it gets polished, you're still not going to lose that um, vibe, which is really, really great, and that's one of my favorite things with endurance sports. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah it's great um and we see so many athletes uh you know i in uh endurance sports we would we'd call you like a sub-elite athlete you know you're not necessarily making a living off the sport um but you can yeah. compete at a very high level and when everything comes together you can you can still come out for a win um and uh the ocr community has a ton of those athletes who you know they're just so family oriented and They're carrying a nine-to-five job, but they're still so competitive and they need to get that outlet out, but they don't also want to be considered a weekend warrior necessarily. Um, Yeah, so I think uh, OCR is really great for that.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, Do you have any professional, promotional, or maybe personal shout-outs that you want to put out?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to think, I have gotta think. My whole team's just been amazing. We're a really small team. Uh, I need to thank Rod. I need to thank Rich. Um, they, I couldn't be doing uh, this without them. Their intuitiveness. Rod's been a gym owner. He's been in. He's been with Epic the longest out of anyone within our company. Um, and then Rich, he's he's amazing. Uh, he's worked for God knows how many different uh production companies when it comes to sports and events so it's always great to see um what works best um for you know 5ks and 10ks or marathons and you know glow runs and he's done uh the original wipeout run he was way up in that um a couple of years ago so it's really great to just see like the ebbs and flows in the industry and he's just so knowledgeable um so i have to give kudos to those guys because yeah, we wouldn't be where we are without their help.
0: Cool. Awesome. And lastly, I wanted to see if you could maybe lead us out with some words of encouragement.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, OCR is such a a welcoming and inclusive environment. So if you're on the fence about getting into the sport, find one of these local races. Uh, I think that's some of the best ways to get into the sport without breaking the bank. You can really feel up what you're looking for. There are so many different obstacle course options out there for you now. Um, you know, we're seeing stuff that is catered towards CrossFit athletes. We have Spartan, which really does cater towards trail running and runners. We have tough mudders for everyone who wants to get muddy or, you know, former military or aspire to be military. Uh, you have our races, which are kind of that hybrid of everything, but the mud. Um, and, uh, I'm a huge proponent of supporting local and, you know, without those local races, these big brands wouldn't be what they are either um, because they need to pull from somewhere and they need to get those athletes in. And so uh, if you're on the fence, just find a local race uh, and get out there and just give it a, give it your go. Uh, and yeah, it'll be a good time.
0: Cool. Well, Casey, thank you so much for bringing your love of OCR into our lives with Epic Series for building us up into better versions of ourselves and for being a part of tonight's BeastNet episode.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really glad to uh, be a part of it. And we love seeing uh, the coverage to help promote our sport in any way possible.
0: Definitely, definitely. And we will definitely keep putting the word out there, um, trying to get people out, especially to local events. That's one of the big things we've been really talking about um, on the episodes lately is um, we've really been trying to kind of gear everything towards local events. Because, um, like you said, you know, the the bigger guys have to to draw from somewhere. But, you know, it's not always about attending a big event. Because, in my in my mind, a lot of these smaller, um, you know, a lot of these localer um, or localer that's not even a word. A lot of these more local events tend to be me for me a lot more enjoyable. They they're more personal. I think they they have like much more of a. Um, i don't know it's more like a, um, a hometown feel on almost yeah basically there you go i, I was struggling okay. to kind of find the word for it but yes a real nice like hometown feel just and it's it's actually very welcoming and it's it's really cool so thank you
1: yeah anytime we're glad that we get this opportunity and we appreciate all the racers that keep coming out to our races because again we couldn't host races if no one shows up so we have to give praise and thanks to the athletes just as much uh as the local company or uh, races that are willing to put up the the event
0: yes awesome um well we're definitely going to try and get a beast net crew out there that would i think that would be fantastic i i look forward to attending any of the epic series events in the future um it's going to be a little bit tough because my pto is not as um not as uh you know prominent has been so but uh definitely we're, we're really wanting to promote local and getting ourselves out there as well um so like i said once again thank you casey for being a part of it um we hope you all have a great night and um thanks again for joining us yeah anytime cool all right have a good night all right perfect sounds good thanks you're welcome bye Listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.